When I was 16, I spent a lot of time on Instagram, and it started to make me feel bad about my body. Imagine all the young girls who look at pictures of perfect bodies on social media. Do you know how this can affect them? In this essay, I will explain why I think spending too much time on social media is bad. Sound familiar? Maybe you've turned in an essay just like this and received a less than satisfactory grade. What's wrong with it, you think? Isn't an argument essay supposed to explain my opinion about something? No. And I'll explain why. For the Love of Language and Writing presents Guide to Argument Essays. Why your argument is weak and what to do about it. The purpose of an argument essay is for the reader to learn more about a particular perspective of a debatable issue and understand why that should matter to them. Your responsibility as the writer is to present that perspective and make the reader understand why that perspective is worthy of serious consideration. A debatable issue is one that is subject to uncertainty or to a difference of opinion. It is complex and involves critical thinking. These issues are not rooted in absolutes. Instead, you need to explore all sides to discover the position you support so you can make the reader care. In examining and explaining your position, you provide reasoning and evidence about why your stance is correct. Unlike the way the word is used in daily life to mean disagreeing or fighting, arguing and writing is based on Aristotle's definition in his book, Rhetoric. It is working with a set of reasons and evidence for the purpose of persuading readers that a particular position is not only valid, but also worthy of their support. This is what you will do in an argument essay. Argument essays usually do the following. Introduce the issue and your position on the issue. This is called a thesis statement. Explain and describe the issue. Address the opposition. This is called a counter-argument. Provide evidence to support your position. Conclude your ideas. Position arguments must provide reasoning and evidence to support the validity of your viewpoint. By offering strong support, you will try to persuade your audience to understand, accept, agree with, or take action regarding your viewpoint. Keep in mind that presenting a strong position on an issue is important outside of academic writing, too. Every time you try to persuade someone of your opinion, whether that is about which restaurant to go to or that you deserve a promotion at your job, you're using these argument skills. Arguments also appear in magazines, newspapers, documentaries, blogs, and podcasts. Government organizations and political campaigns rely on arguments to persuade citizens of their position on an issue. It is most useful to look at a position argument as a rational disagreement rather than as a fight to be won. Rational disagreements occur most often in areas of genuine uncertainty about what is right, best, or most reasonable. In disciplines such as literature and history, Position arguments commonly take the form of interpretation or analysis, in which the meaning of an idea or text is discussed. In disciplines such as engineering and business, position arguments commonly examine a problem and propose a solution. In academic classes, 
Position arguments aim to persuade readers to agree with a particular viewpoint. Assignments commonly require you to take a stance on an issue and defend your position. You are asked to choose an issue, present a viewpoint about it, and support it with reasoning and evidence. When deciding what to argue, remember these basic points. An argument must be debatable. A debatable issue is one that has no clear right or wrong answer. Claiming that people spend many hours on social media is a fact, not an argument. Claiming that high use of social media leads to anxiety is a debatable issue. This might be true in some cases, and it might not be true in others. Therefore, it's an argument. If there is no debate, then there is no argument. An argument must be narrow. There are many issues that could be approached from many angles, and you'll need to decide what exactly you want to write about. Technology is harmful is too broad of a topic. Washing machines, x-rays, and cars are all forms of technology. What type do you mean? Keep in mind that while there may be many issues related to your general topic, they are not always related to your specific essay, and they should not all be included. An argument must present a clear, defined viewpoint. Readers do not want to guess your position. Although you present both sides of a position, readers must be clear about which side you support. This is best done in your introduction paragraph and in your thesis statement. An argument must be supported with reasoning and measurable evidence that can be applied to a certain population. If, for instance, you are writing about the link between social media and anxiety, readers need to know what type of social media you are concerned with and what types of users. Stating that social media is harmful because you feel anxious when you see people posting photos of tropical vacations isn't applicable to anyone but yourself, and the evidence isn't measurable. However, you might find survey data that shows the number of hours a certain age group spends on social media and the number of that population that reports feeling anxiety. You might find interviews with users of social media in which they describe how the platforms make them feel. You might use quotes from doctors to explain why people use social media and why they feel like they can't simply stop using it. An argument must identify the counterargument opinions that do not agree with yours. Address differing or contradictory opinions fairly. Show empathy and that you are able to understand and share the feelings of others, even if their opinions are different. If you believe that social media is damaging to all who use it, acknowledge some of the benefits that it brings, such as allowing people to stay in contact with friends and family. Then explain why, despite these benefits, social media may still be harmful to some people's mental states. Neither antagonize nor dismiss the opposition. One final tip is to pick an issue that interests you. Not all argument essays have to focus on big, controversial topics like gun control, immigration, or abortion. Here are some alternatives to these hot-button issues. Is it better to adopt or buy pets? Is participating in team sports beneficial for students? Do streaming services affect the way we understand content? Should all content be free on the internet? Should students be required to learn a foreign language?
Is it important for younger generations to maintain the traditions of older generations? Is an education in the arts necessary? Should the government pay for higher education? Is a liberal arts education valuable? As you can see, there are many topics you can choose from. Think about what's interesting to you and try to find a debatable issue. You'll have much more fun researching and writing about your topic this way. The Elements of an Argument Essay Introduction Your introduction paragraph should immediately introduce the problem and identify who should care about it. This is also the place to present the reader with any background information they may need to be prepared to understand your argument. If you're writing about a piece of literature, this will include the author and the title of the work. If you're writing about a current issue, this will include a brief description of the issue. It's best to assume that the reader knows less about the topic than you do, so you'll need to tell them what issue the essay focuses on. Start the essay with a sentence that tells the reader what your topic is. However, try to avoid being too general. Starting an essay with, technology is everywhere, is too general for an essay that is about the link between social media and anxiety. It doesn't tell the reader what the problem is or why they should care about it. A more specific opening sentence might be, millions of parents worry that their teenagers spend too much time on social media. What's the problem? Teenagers spend too much time on social media. Who cares? Their parents. While quotes and paraphrased information can be used in an introduction, try to limit them. These work best in body paragraphs where they can provide support for your position. Some questions to consider when writing your introduction are the following. What shows this is a problem? Who does the problem affect? Why is the problem important? What are the two sides of the issue? Thesis Statement The thesis statement is the most important part of your introduction. This tells the reader exactly what position you're taking on an issue. Avoid phrases like, in my opinion, I think, or I believe. The entire essay is your opinion, so there's no need to state that outright. Plus, the reader doesn't care about your opinion. They want to know why this issue matters to them and what they should do about it, not what you think about it. Additionally, avoid phrases like, this essay will explain, or in this essay. The reader already knows they're reading an essay. You don't need to tell them. Thesis statements do not need to include three supporting points, but if you're having trouble organizing your essay, this structure can help. Each body paragraph can correspond to one of these points. The thesis statement is typically placed at the end of the introduction where it carries the most weight. You may know what your thesis is going to be before you start doing research, or you may only know that you want to write about a certain issue and not exactly what you will argue. In both cases, let your research guide what you will eventually argue. Always be open to revising your thesis if you find there is little evidence to support it. An example thesis statement for an argument essay on social media might look like this. Social media can have negative effects on mental health, self-image, and the ability to form meaningful relationships. Thus, 
teenagers should use it with caution. Here are some additional ways to structure your thesis. X is caused is not caused by Y, and Z should be done. Example, the declining American birth rate is caused by a lack of resources for new parents, and parental leave of at least one year should be federally mandated. X should or should not be allowed to Y for a number of reasons. Example, people should not be allowed to breed pets to sell because there are no laws regulating the health of the animal or the conditions in which the litter is born. Because of X, Y will happen or continue to happen. Example, because people continue to purchase cheaply made clothes at fast fashion stores, these stores will continue to employ laborers unethically in order to maximize their profits. X is similar to, or nothing like Y, because Z. Example, attending classes online is nothing like attending classes in person because there is less individual attention from the teacher, there are more distractions at home, and there is no opportunity to socialize with and learn from classmates. X can cannot be thought of as Y because Z. Example, fad diets can be seen as another form of an eating disorder because their restrictive natures can cause people to have obsessive thoughts about food. Body paragraphs. The body paragraphs prove your argument. Regardless of whether your thesis statement contains the points by which you will support your position, each body paragraph should focus on a specific point. Each paragraph should start with a topic sentence that links it to the thesis statement. Using the social media example above, a good topic sentence might be, due to its addictive nature, social media has been linked to an increase in anxiety and depression. Now you'll need to provide evidence to support this claim. Evidence can come from outside sources, such as books, articles in scholarly journals, credible websites, or common knowledge. They can be facts, interviews, descriptions, observations, definitions, statistics, or other data, and they can be quotes or paraphrased information. Each piece of supporting evidence should always work to prove the thesis. A good way to think about this is to use the phrase, the thesis is true because... All of your supporting evidence should be able to complete that sentence. But don't actually write that sentence, because that's boring. Be sure to show how each piece of information builds upon the last and supports your thesis. Quotes and statistics without any sort of connecting ideas from you will not be very convincing to the reader. Each paragraph should end with a concluding sentence that summarizes its main idea. The number of body paragraphs you have will depend on your assignment requirements and, honestly, the number you need to prove your thesis. But a standard five-paragraph essay will have three body paragraphs. Be careful about providing personal or anecdotal evidence as support. Just because something happened to you or someone you know doesn't mean it applies to the issue in general and doesn't mean the reader will care about it. Supporting evidence for the previous topic sentence might include statistics from studies or surveys or opinions from psychologists. It would not include my personal feelings about social media because the reader doesn't care about that, 
least of all because I'm not a teenager or the parent of one. Counter-argument You may be asked to provide a counter-argument or consider the other side of the position in your essay. This helps show you understand the topic well and respect the opposing position, but it also gives you a chance to make your reader care about your position more. Counter-arguments should provide fair space to that opposing position by dedicating most of the paragraph to it, acknowledging the counter-argument in the topic sentence, and then immediately working to disprove it in the rest of the paragraph isn't quite fair. You might use the last sentence or two to remind the reader that your position is stronger. Some essays require longer sections of a counter-argument, in which case you might dedicate several paragraphs to discussing the opposing position. An example of a counter-argument to our thesis on social media might be, despite these risks, teenagers do not unequivocally report negative feelings about their social media use. Conclusion The conclusion is the place to summarize the most significant points of your essay and leave the reader with an understanding of why this issue is important. An easy way to structure your conclusion is to mirror your introduction. First, restate your thesis in different words. Then, summarize the most important point in each body paragraph or section. Last, show a greater understanding of the issue, say why it's important, or indicate that more work on the issue needs to be done. An example concluding idea for our essay on social media might be, ultimately, teenagers should be encouraged to use social media consciously and cautiously keeping in mind these pitfalls so they are able to have the healthiest online experience possible. Here are some things to avoid in your conclusion. Copying and pasting your thesis word for word. This is boring to the reader. The conclusion should remind the reader of the important ideas of the essay, but it should not simply repeat them. Introducing completely new claims or evidence in your conclusion. This type of information belongs in a body paragraph, and the conclusion should bring all of those ideas to a close. Having no conclusion, or a very short one. A conclusion like, my paper has shown why social media is bad, this is why teenagers shouldn't use it, requires the reader to remember all of your important points. This places the hard work on them, rather than you taking the responsibility to ensure they've understood what you've argued. Starting with in conclusion. While this isn't 100% incorrect, it's boring and unnecessary. The reader should be able to tell that they've reached your conclusion because they're in your last paragraph and because you've begun to close your ideas. If they can't tell that they've reached the conclusion, then you haven't sufficiently guided them through the essay. Aristotelian structure. The Aristotelian argument structure, named for the Greek philosopher Aristotle, may help you organize your argument. Keep in mind that not every argument essay has to have all of these parts, and what you include will ultimately depend on what your instructor assigns and what the argument itself demands. Here are the elements of that structure. Introduce the issue or subject and your overall position. Present your working thesis statement. Give the background of the issue or subject. Explain the significance of the issue, whom it affects, and how it affects them.
Discuss an opposing stance or position. Refute that position's argument. Provide logical evidence. Analyze evidence that fairly illustrates the issue and clearly supports your position in the argument. Remind readers of your position and why it is important to them. Conclude your position argument with a call to action, a statement of what you want readers to do. Now for the most important thing I can tell you. These rules aren't set in stone. In fact, this isn't the way I wrote my own essays when I was in school, and it isn't the way I write today. You can and should feel free to use your own style as long as you accomplish one thing. You make the reader care about the problem. If you'd like a more in-depth look at the way argument essays are put together, you can access the companion presentation complete with two sample argument essays at the link in the description. One will be in the standard structure we just discussed, and one will not. Instead, this will reflect my actual writing style so you can see how to move away from these rules effectively. In both, you'll see the components of a completed argument from the first sentence to the last, with explanations of how each part works so you know exactly how to win your next written argument. Thanks for watching and happy writing!